Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday, and welcome to another Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. He is Howard Cross. I am John Schmelk with you for the next hour talking Giants football and NFL draft, which is only two days away. We are finally getting there, folks. It should be a lot of fun. Big show coming your way. We'll take your calls at 201-939-4513. Dane Brugler from The Athletic, one of our staples, one of the best draft guys in the business, who is the author, and I'll hold this up again when he comes on, of The Beast. <laughs> draft Guide is fantastic. Um, go to The Athletic. Go check it out if you're a subscriber. He'll be joining us at 1245 to give us the latest draft intel on what might happen on Thursday. Uh, but first, Howard, we actually have some non-draft news with the New York football giants. Uh-oh. Signing a big fella on the defensive line. I signed a big fella? Roll Tide. I want, I want you to give a Roll Tide. Oh, yes. Definitely. Roll Tide. <laughs> I thought you said, I signed a big fella. No, no, no. I, 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 I was, I, I I was hear, waiting for the Roll Tide. Oh, I was about to say, you, I didn't. Sorry about that. No, that's roll okay. Tide. Roll Tide. I'm like, I'm just reading <laughs> notes here. I'm sorry. I was like. A. Sean Robinson, the big fella, um, coming in. He's in his, uh, I believe, eighth season, if I'm not yep, mistaken. Yep. And he is a space eater. So you want to feel good about yourself when Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence ain't on the field? Hello, Sean Robinson. Roll Tide Roll. I don't think there'll be a big drop-off. I'm, I'm Not that I'm disparaging our guys, but I like Robinson. Yeah, and look, he's not a big pass rusher, Howard, but he is a big fella, and he will clog the lane against the run. Um, so he's a guy that'll come in and I think help right away, and it shores up another one of the areas, I think, where there might you might want to add somebody in this draft. You feel a little bit better about it now. Just a one-year deal, so it's not going to affect your long-term prospects at the position. Yeah. Now you have Leonard and Ashawn Robinson both just on one-year deals, so you have mm-hmm. to plan for the future, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he's certainly, I think, given one of the big goals of this offseason was improving the run defense, Nacho, Okereke, Ashawn Robinson, I think you feel pretty good about that. I think they've done a great job so far putting guys together. Again, the one-year deals, it's tough, but for this year, I think they're stepping in the right direction. Yeah, I think they are, too. Um, all right, so that's that with the free agency. Again, we have Dane Brugler on in about 12 minutes here uh, to talk some draft. Just to give you an idea uh, of Robinson, he was second-round pick of the Lions in 2016, uh, 6'4", 330 pounds, big fella. He's 28 years old, 
and he's just been a consistently good run stopper over the course of his career. Uh, does not have a ton of career sacks. That's not what you're no, looking that's, for that's out of him. Not what he does. He is a first and second down player, and that's he, when you're going to. He something. is going to be the guy that's going to help Wink's uh, defense look even better. Because if you can stop the run, and he will stop the run, he'll be a big part of that. It's going to make guys have to throw the ball, and it'll be all of a sudden, you know, you can get all the blitz and everything's covered. It's, it's going to be it's going to be tough for him. They're Here's a question start for you. behind the sticks. Here's a question for you. Let's say you roll out. Leonard, Dexter, and Robinson, you know, early mm. in the game against a team like Philadelphia, right? Okay. Who do you think plays the nose, Dex or Robinson? Oh, it's a good question, right? That's a great question, but I think it'll be Dex that will 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 slide over because it gives him more freedom. Because he because he has better movement skills than Robinson does. It, it's even even more so than that. It's just that Robinson, the 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 center gets you know the nose tackle gets doubled a lot. Sure. He gets chipped a lot. But if you put, you know, Leonard on one side and and Big Dex on the other side, it's a problem. Then, you know, Robinson will not just – it'll make him a pass rusher almost because the centers aren't going to be prepared to stop a guy like that. Yeah, because he'll get one-on-ones because guys are worried about Leonard and yeah, Dex, right? Be, that could be – that could be trouble for somebody. And I would not <laughs> be surprised if – you know, I don't know who the Giants are playing week one, but if mm-hmm. they show up week one and you're playing a team that likes to run the football, yeah. I could see those three guys out there on first down in a second. Because Robinson is probably, you know, taking the edge – assuming you're in your base defense, yeah. right, with three, yeah. three defensive linemen up front, odd man front. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably your third best defensive lineman, right? Uh, him and right Nacho, now, but I think Robinson. Right now, I'd probably give him the edge. I think, yeah, I give Robinson the edge right now over Nacho. I, but I think that I'm not sure how they're going to try to put these guys together. I'm not sure what they're going to do because, again, you remember you're bringing Ashawn Robinson in as a run stopper, but you're trying to have guys on the defensive line that can spell the other two guys. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And if you go back to Baltimore, traditionally, Howard, they also they always had those big guys mm-hmm. in the middle of that defense. You want to go back to the Super Bowl teams with uh, Holodi Nada. I don't like and, going back that far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you don't. Uh, you know, uh, Adams and, and Tony Ad- Sarah, uh, Adams. I forgot, Adams I, I forgot about Adams. Yeah. Yes, Sam Adams, right? Uh, yeah, and then Tony Saragusa, yeah, those absolutely. two monsters, big dudes. Then later, I think uh, Pierce, right, was a was Pierce I think was a guy. He was yep. a big nose tackle for the them. So Adam was there too. You, and you're it, right, and it frees up the big guys in the middle of the defense where you can, you know, it, it let ma- other guys run to the ball because it, you got a huge your, guy in front of them. It makes your linebackers better. That's yep. what it does. It, it gives them the ability to do everything. No, hundred percent. All right, 201-939-4513. We're going to get to Dame Brugler in about 10 minutes, uh, but we got a couple calls on the line, Howard. So why don't we try to get to them first before okay. we get to Dane. Right. We'll bring Dane on. Then we'll kind of give our take on the draft after we talk to Brugler at 1245. Okay. I'm, give, I'm just going to be like, yeah, he, he's smart. That's no, what that's fine. No, no. But I, I, I want, this is your last chance before I the know. Giants draft. I, I want to know what you think they should do. All right, let's go to uh, Tom in Stratford, Connecticut. He will uh, bring us up first. He wants to talk about a draft that I think Howard might have been involved in. All right. I know you weren't. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Tom, going once. Tom, going twice. Tom, don't do this to me, man. I got the calls early, and this is what you do. You're the leadoff hitter, and you just whiff. All right. Put him on hold, Tom, and see if he can see if he's there. In the meanwhile, let's go to uh, Scott in New Mexico. He's up next. He just dropped. I'm thinking, do you think maybe you had the calls reversed, and that was Scott? Do you think? Why don't we try that? Bring this caller back up. Just out of curiosity. I'm going to try it again. Scott in New Mexico. Scott, are you there? No, that's a double fail. All right, you can put Tom back on hold. It was worth a shot. <laughs> he sounds like he's talking to his wife in the background. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so see if you can pick up the phone. See if you can get Tom 
Tom's attention there That's and hilarious. Dom, and maybe we can get That's Scott back hilarious. up. All right, Audible. We are now going to talk about what Howard thinks the Giants should do in the NFL draft. All right, Howard, what what are your main you know focuses of need here for the Giants? What would you think they're likely to target here in round one? What are their main focuses, or what they, what what do they need most? If they had, if they could pick right now, they need an interior lineman, uh, offensive lineman. Yep. Uh, they could they they need a receiver dreadfully like a you know a guy that goes kind of goes over the top and can catch the ball, not just an every down guy. Well, they let me f- ask you. I I will let you pick. Any receiver in this wide receiver class in the draft? Who would you want? If I was going to pick one, I'd pick the kid out of Tennessee because he's the guy that got probably has the most speed and go over the top. You like him better than the kid out of TCU? It, like if, if the guy out of TCU is a really big guy who plays like a little guy, he he runs good routes. He's like you know he's right kind of right in the middle of the field. You don't see him going a lot. I don't see a lot of big time. He took the top off of the defense plays out of him, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's a big guy, and it's that's kind of his role. But I'd like a guy that, that's going to be like, oh my God, like he's he's behind them again, and they have to like you have to really focus on that guy. That's what's that's what frees up the run. That's what frees up the intermediate pa- intermediate intermediate passing and everything. Is that guy that gets down the field? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Corner. If you had a really good corner and a really good wide receiver, what would you pri- what would be your priority there between those two position groups? A uh, really good wide receiver. You go wide receiver over corner. Why? Uh, in in this league, there are going to be a lot of you, you're not going to stop every receiver. You can have the best cornerback there is. Uh, the kid that last year saw Gardner played pretty well, but there are there are guys catching balls on them, right? So you're not going to stop everybody. I my ideal is that the league has been kind of crafted this way over the last I guess decade or two decades, where it's more of a scoring league, and the best corners in the league. Don't prevent games from being won. The best receivers in the league cause games to be won. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think mm-hmm. I think offense is. I frankly, I just think offense is more important in the league now. I think it, you eventually you're going to have to outscore a team to beat them. Well, offense is just too hard to stop. Well, that and the fact that they changed all the rules to make it. Easy oh, of course, for them. Yeah. yeah. So it was like once they, it's once all you, baked in. Yeah, if you change all the rules, you can't touch them after five yards. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't hit receivers. You can't hit receive like you can't hit a receiver. It's called the defenseless receiver rule, it, it, which I don't understand. If he has the ball, he's not defenseless. But you know they have all these different things that make offense easier to go. It, it's you. You have to have a really good receiver. You just have to. Howard, we are on the same page. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones, and we'll go to Tom in first. Let's, let's, Tom, what's up, man? Have you gotten yourself under control there? You're good now? Oh, no. I am so excited. I'm just like Paul. I clowning the walls. I can't wait for Thursday, and even more so Friday. All right. I don't, I don't know if being just like Paul is something you want to brag about, Tom, but, <laughs> you, but you do you, my man. I am making an eggplant parmesan dinner for myself on Thursday yeah, night. He, too, Paul. he is Paul. He is Paul. If he's, he's doing Paul. that, absolutely. He has to have some uh, oh, okay. pasta with that too. By the way, a little garlic oh. bread, some marinara. Oh yeah, I got it all gone. Oh, so Paul's going to be on tomorrow. Uh, Paul is Paul is next on on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. You have Howard. Okay. Yeah. I he's was very just disappointed. Calling to tell Paul that I, I've been trying to call in and catch Paul for the last couple of weeks because. I think like wow. three weeks ago, we were talking about drafting Belcher and uh, and making him the center. And I was going to ask him if he remembered someone holding up a card at the '82 draft that said, "Let Odd be your guard." And I and Paul, you know, he's got a wealth of 
knowledge about the Giants. I was going to ask him if he remembered that. Well, Tom, Howard and I do not remember that, so that's the best okay. I can do. 82. Okay, well, that, that works. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was good. They got him in the eighth round, too, I believe. So. Billy Yard, good, good offensive lineman. Played very well yeah, for the Giants. Yeah, yeah he, he, did. Did, he did a yeah. good job. He was one of the Bowl. Suburbanites. Yes, he was. I, I, just, I just love that sign. Let on be your guard. <laughs> All right. Word. Thank you, Tom. Well, anyway, guys, have a fun Thursday. Talk right. to you. you too, man. I was, one, I was one year old in 1982. <laughs> and, you were, and you were what, about like eight? I was older than eight. I was probably... When were you born? 67. Oh, you're 67. Oh, so, you're old. I forgot. I was like, oh, wow. Thanks. That's really nice there, John. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. But 82, like... I, I'm far I, enough I, I away def- from you where I feel comfortable making jokes it's, like that. You know, you can make jokes. We have the same haircut. So that we do. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> we do. Fine head of hair. <laughs> Fine head of hair. All right. Uh, let, let, let's get to Scott in New Mexico before we get to Dane. We're going to only hold Dane, guys, for about 10 or 15 minutes. So make sure once we get Dane on, you guys can get on the line, and we'll take you for a full half hour between 1 and one thirty. Uh Scott, what's going on, pal? Hey, guys. Uh, I really liked the uh, interview you gave uh, yesterday, John, with, uh, is it David Silverstein? Yep. And, and by, by the way, oh. that interview is good, Scott. I tell fans, go check out the interview I did last Friday on the Giants Huddle podcast with uh, TJ McCrate, the former player personnel director for the Eagles. We get right. into like why they drafted Devontae Smith, why they mm-hmm. thought it his way he, he could succeed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a really good inside look at how kind of these NFL front offices mm-hmm. look at things. I really highly recommend people go back and, and, and listen and watch both of those. Okay. He, he, is he, does he work with Dan Shanko, who I really like at our lads? Uh, uh, Dave Severton does, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one, a couple of quick questions. The indication he made is he, one of his favorites for that 25th pick was Adabari out of Northwestern. But I'm still looking at hopefully Avila as a possibility at 25. But I, the question I have is kind of a basic one, and I'll get off the air because I know you're short on time. The when the Giants have dinners with all of these players, uh, can it act as a ruse because they're looking actually at other players and want to indicate that maybe we show an interest in this player, but they're really looking at somebody else as a deflection type of thing? Uh, you mean like when you say like having dinner at the pro days and stuff like that? Yeah, no. or, you know, like they show an interest. I'm sorry, go ahead. Or having people here at the stadium, like when they did the hooker here. That's what he's probably referring mm, no, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the Giants get 30 visits. Do some teams maybe do that? Sure. Um, I think it's a little, frankly, rude and inconsiderate to waste a player's time when you're just trying to, you know, BS other people. I would think make so. the trip I was and everything like that. Yeah, look. Other teams look at, you know, that's what they're, who they're going to draft. No, I, I think it's more. I think it's more they have to have, like, a, they have probably three sets of guys that, that are – they kind of got around the 25th pick. So right. they probably try to bring all three sets in to try to see if they'll come. Some guys really will not even come to if they think they're like, hey, are you saying I'm going to slide that low? Yeah, they uh, they get offended. Pull the Dion on you, right? Yeah, he's like, I right. was I was in the room when Dion says we were taking the test, and Dion sits down and goes, uh, they try to hand him a test. He goes, what pick do you have? He's like, we have 25. And he goes, like, I won't be there. And he got up and walked out. And look, they, and remember, they don't just bring in first-round picks either. They will bring in guys that they might have interest in in the second round or third round. And or frankly, it, other guys they might bring in because they're not sure about them. You know, it might be a way to eliminate somebody off your draft board, somebody that you have questions about. And you're like, all right, I want to get one more closer look at this guy. And, uh, Scott, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Okay. 
Um, and, you know, you kind of get a closer look at the guy, and you're like, all right, well, maybe this guy's not for me. So I think that's kind of another way they use the 30 visits. I don't really buy the whole smoke screen. We don't well, really like that, this guy. It, We're going to bring him in it, just to it, fool other teams. You don't spend too much It's too money valuable on, that way. You spend too much money on guys to doing that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I think the other thing is that some of the guys they bring in, not all of them are the, the first or second round pick or even the third round pick. Some of them are even free agents. Like, oh, absolutely. Okay. Hey, for listen, sure. Hey, listen, if we if you get slipped through the draft, we are going to pick you up. We want you to let you know we, we want you here. And how are private workouts? Guys yeah. that maybe were hurt at the combine yeah. or hurt at the pro day, you want to do a private workout with them, you want to get another look at the medical, mm-hmm. something like that. There are a bunch of different reasons why you might have a guy definitely for 30 medicals, yeah, Definitely 100%. the medicals, yeah. I, I just don't think the whole ruse and no. like fake people out thing is one of them. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, let's get to our guest today. His name is Dane Brugler. He is the author of The Beast. Dane, I'm holding it up for our cameras. People can see the thickness of it. I think more than, what, 1,100 players in this book this year, Dane? Uh, he's a constant on our coverage of the draft all year round. Uh, are you in Kansas City yet, Dane? Have you made the trek out there or no? Or are you still at home? Not yet. My flight's out tomorrow, so I'm eager to uh, get into town. I've uh, been scouting out some barbecue places. There so, you go. You know, we're... We got the priorities uh, down, but uh, no, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun next uh, four or five days. Yeah, and of course, you can find The Beast uh, on The Athletic. Go check it out. Get your subscription. The book comes for free. It is the best draft guide in the business. I say it every year, and I mean it. And uh, Dane's not only getting ready for the draft in two days, he's also getting ready for two months of chores around the house once the draft is <laughs> over. Correct, Dane? <laughs> The the honeydew list is the only thing longer than the beast. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, all all the things I've been neglecting the last eight months, uh, the wife has been keeping track. Ooh. So yes, uh, that is a uh, between baseball practice, softball practice, and and the the to the, the do list. It's uh, it's going to be a fun uh, time at home here after the draft. Yes, but not as much fun as as Thursday night, Dane. So we're we're on here. We we we've talked about you. We talked with you about all the prospects. We want to try to get some intel for you today. Um, any idea what the heck the Texans are doing at number two? Because no one seems to have a damn clue. If it's a quarterback, which non-quarterback? Is it a trade? What's your latest intel on, on what Houston might do it to? I was hoping you could tell me. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's like, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, and honestly, you know what? The reason we love the draft is it's the unpredictable nature of when a team's on the clock you're waiting to see, you know, does the helmet change? Are we going to have a trade? What's the what's the buzz? And so I, I can't wait for Thursday night with as little as we know right now. Bryce Young seems to be, I, I, you know, as we, I think we get more confident the closer we get to be that number one pick. And then two with the Texans. I, I buy that they're not 100% sold on these quarterbacks. And, 
If they're not, then, you know, I, I think that, especially with the first-year coaching staff, they don't feel like, you know, we're, we need to rush this. Mm-hmm. We can wait till next year. We've got the 12th overall pick this year. Let's, uh, let's keep building the roster. We have options, so we don't have to push the envelope Don't right you have here. to trade it, though? It, you, I mean, you have to trade that pick, don't yeah. you? you oh, get... it, 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 trust me, not the best process. It, you know, it, it seems like if you like one of these guys, take him at two. That, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I think they're in a position where uh, they just they they feel like they don't they're not going to rush it. And maybe if a certain quarterback falls to eight nine, maybe they do make a move up. Um, but I, you know it's it's going to be really interesting to see where these quarterbacks come off the board. I, if we see one of them fall, I don't know that it'd be that big of a shock. And if they do stay at two and draft a non quarterback. I just keep coming back to Will Anderson. Like, let's not overthink this. I, Tyree Wilson is a really good prospect. 84-inch uh, wingspan. He, he looks like he was built in a lab. But give me the guy that just terrorized the SEC the last three years. Nick Saban gushes about him. Yeah. Uh, so not just on the field, but the guy you're bringing into your locker room. You think about D'Amico Ryans and – um, you, you know, what he had in San Francisco, what he built there on defense. No, Will Anderson's not Nick Bosa, but he's a guy that is as good as he is as a pass rush. He might be actually better as a run defender. Uh, you feel really good about who he is now and what he's going to be as a cornerstone for your defense. So I just I keep coming back to Will Anderson as being the pick at number two to Houston. Dane, you just made the Alabama alumni <laughs> next to me very happy. Just just FYI. All right, then. So so then go through go through the picks. You you went you went Bryce number one and Will number two in theory. What happens after that? That so the trade market that's where it starts to heat up, right? At number three because Arizona uh, with the state of their roster. They need picks, and I think they'd be they they would jump at the chance to trade out of there. It's just who's calling, you know? Is it the Raiders at seven? Uh, do we see a team even further back, like the Titans at eleven? Uh, but the Colts at four would they make a move up one spot because they whether it's Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, I Chris Ballard, uh, GM of the uh, Colts, has done a nice job to keeping things really close to the vest. I, I don't think anybody has a great feel for the specific quarterback they want, um, assuming they do draft a quarterback. Uh, you know, I think that they've shown a lot of love with Will Levis. I, that would not surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to people that have scouted with Chris Ballard uh, back in Kansas City and back at, you know, they, they know him really well. Uh, they've said, don't count out Anthony Richardson there. And then you've got C.J. Stroud staring you in the face, who a lot of people believe is either the number one or number two quarterback in this draft. So the Colts are really interesting with which quarter that quarterback they might go for, and do they stay and stick and pick at four, or do they move up one spot just to guarantee they get their guy? Um, and then once we get past that, okay, where do the next two quarterbacks come off the board? So it's, it's, these quarterbacks uh, are really going to make crazy. that top 10, 12 picks. A ton of fun Thursday night. Yeah, especially if Stroud drops, there's going to be a team we're not even talking about, Dane. That's going to move up to get him. I, I, I just think, so? think that I, I just think that I think a team is going to be in love with him and they're going to want him because they think he's such a good thrower. I, well. I think it's so crazy because he, as he's mentioning the quarterbacks, he keeps saying Richardson. Richardson's a guy that should have stayed in, should have stayed at Florida one more year mm-hmm. to get polished. He just he's a, he can throw the ball. He's a great athlete. I don't know if he knows all the calls. I don't know if he knows the game. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Absolutely. All right, yep. Dane. Mm-hmm. That's the top of the draft. Let's lock it on the Giants. I'm going to rapid fire a couple for you, and then I'll let Howard do the same. What wide receivers do you feel very confident will not be available for the Giants when they get to pick number 25? Go. Who's going to be off the board? 
honestly, I don't, I don't feel confident uh, in any of these receivers being off the board. I think the most likely is Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, going somewhere in those top 20 picks, but he's a very specific type of receiver. Sure. And, you know, if he gets past, um, I, I think 11 in Tennessee is possible, 13 in Green Bay, very possible. Uh, but, you know, if you, you know, a lot of teams have their slot receiver, and so they might not see the value in Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is not a slot-only receiver, but he's a best-in-the-slot receiver. So, you know, he just might not be for everybody. Um, Jordan Addison, you know, is not everyone's on board of drafting a 173-pound receiver in the top 20 picks. So, I honestly, I don't feel great, or I, I wouldn't say I feel confident in any of these receivers Definitely being off the off the uh, off the board there at the 25th pick, but I, I think there's a good chance Jackson Smith at Jigba will be the first receiver drafted. He seems to be the guy that teams are most comfortable with. So somewhere in those first 20 picks, a uh, decent chance that we see him off the board. All right, just real, real, real quick, file powered. If I made you do pick like an over under number for the number of wide receivers that will be selected before the Giants pick at 25, what would be your best guess? Two and a half. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that'd be that'd be tough. I think a lot. Of, some people would take the the under. Some might take the over on that. You know, there are a couple of teams. You look at the Ravens. You look at the Vikings. Uh, the a couple of Chargers. A couple of teams right in front of the Giants who could use more firepower. Need more. Need to get more dy- dynamic on offense. And mm-hmm. so, the, a few of those landmines right before the Giants pick are, are potential spots. Okay. So then, with that being said. Which lineman will be there at 25 for the Giants? Offensive or defensive? Offensive lineman. Well, see, and we're going to see a run on those offensive linemen uh, somewhere in the top 20 picks. So we're going to see, uh, you know, Paris Johnson off the board, Broderick Jones off the board, Darnell Wright uh, from Tennessee off the board, um, and then likely uh, maybe one of the interior guys as well. So I, I think if you're looking at a tackle, you're looking at you know Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. If you're looking on the interior with uh, you know a guard, Osiris Torrance, Steve Avila, um, you know I think those are the names uh, that you're looking at. I, I, maybe a Joe Tipman from Wisconsin gets in there in that mix. Wow. Um, I, I, I I think if to me he's the top center in this draft. John Michael Schmidt, you know a good player. I, I'd be very surprised if he went in round one. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there will be some, some depth pieces potentially there at 25, but more on the interior than at tackle. Yeah, I, I feel like the sweet spot is, is, is probably the second round if you're going for one of those interior guys, is my feel. If, if they get to the Giants in the 50s, we'll see. Corner, Dane, I feel like you're going to have a less positive answer than you had about wide receivers <laughs> when it comes to corners. What corners are you confident will not be on the board when the Giants select at 25? Uh, Christian Gonzalez will be off the board at Oregon. Devin Witherspoon, Illinois, uh, he'll be off the board. Um, and, and then I think it's very likely Deontay Banks out of Maryland, Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Both those guys, uh, those are my top four corners this year. Um, I, you know, I, I think we could won't be surprised any order that they come off the board because teams like them a little bit differently. But I, I think we can all feel pretty confident that uh, those top four guys will be off the board somewhere in the first 24 picks. And then are you with me that once you get past those four, you know, especially considering the scheme the Giants run, I'm not sure the the bang is going to be worth the value at 25 for corner? Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, you know, it's just once you get past in this late first round this year, I think it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, second because, round players, you know, right? Right, grade your, your 20th graded player and your 50th graded player probably not all that dissimilar, and hmm. you know they're going to be at similar grades, and so 
you know what, if uh, you don't feel good about maybe the corners, I, I do like this cornerback depth quite a bit. So I think you can feel confident in rounds two, rounds three, you know, on, the guys you can get on day two. I, I think that this is a corner class that will stretch. But if you do feel like you want to push uh, the envelope a little bit, maybe go get that corner. You know, Emmanuel Forbes, he's, he's so interesting. I think he's easy to overthink because, you know, 166 pounds. At the combine, he was 170 pounds uh, at, at the uh, the pro day. But this is a good football player who just he gets his fo- hands on the football. Uh, over the last six years, 30, uh, 30 interceptions. Uh, his final three years in high school, his first three years in Mississippi State. So this is a guy with ball skills, with a knack for uh, understanding where to be at the right time, and he has those instincts that you want a position. So, um, and, and for a guy that's undersized, he hasn't been hurt. He hasn't been a guy that's missed a bunch of time. And so, you know, you see toughness. You see a guy that doesn't play uh, undersized. He just he, he looks undersized on paper. So I think Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that uh, at least should be on the radar in that late first range. And he can stand up against a run game if someone's running at him? Uh, I mean, he will at least get busy. I mean, he doesn't – he won't back down. So, okay. you know, whether or not whether or not he has the play strength to actually, you know, make plays is another thing. But he he does not back down from, okay. uh, you know, physical receivers or in the run game. All right. It, well, then, I probably ask this – I'm going to ask it again. What should the Giants do at 25? Who should they pick? Um, you know, I, I think it, it does come down to probably those two positions, uh, wide receiver and corner, and maybe, you know, who is the highest-graded player on their board at that point. Um, you know, a decent chance it could be a wide receiver. Uh, you know, I keep coming back to uh, Jordan Addison. And, and I, you know, there are a lot of times when you watch Jordan Addison on tape and you kind of you get uh, Stephon Diggs flashbacks uh, with some of the routes that he runs. And, uh, you know, obviously Brian Dable, uh, very familiar uh, with, uh, with Diggs from his time in Buffalo the chance to add a dynamic threat like that to your offense. You know, I think ideally you'd be getting someone with more size. So, you know, you know, a guy like Quentin Johnston has to be part of that mix, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 6'3", 210 pounds. But give me the better football player, the guy that's going to be able to help my offense move the sticks. And to me, I think that'd be Jordan Addison. So I, I think that the, could, could be a potential fit there at 25. Wow. All right, f- final one for me, Dane, and this is always a fun one. I'm sure you've gotten it a lot and you're tired of it, but I, I think it's fun. Uh, who's the guy right now that nobody's thinking about as a first-round pick that you think could be one of the last names calls at the end of day one? Because I'm with you. I think, you know, I'm not sure we're going we're gonna to get a Cole Strange-level surprise because that was next level yeah. last year from mm-hmm. the Patriots. But I, I do think, you know, picks 20 to 50, I think boards are kind of all over the place around the league. So give me one guy that not enough people are talking about that you think could very well slide into the back end of that first round. Uh, well, a name that I have not seen, I haven't, I haven't looked at every mock draft, uh, but the, a name I have not seen in, in, in the one that I have seen um, is DJ Turner, the corner out of Michigan, who, uh, you know, a little undersized, 5'11", 180 pounds, but ran the fastest 40 at the Combine. Uh, his toughness levels off the charts. Plug-and-play nickel, can also play outside. Um, you know, we talked about that corner run. If that happens and teams get wiped out, he's in that mix with Emmanuel Forbes and Keely Ringo uh, to be uh, that, that next corner tier. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all if we end up hearing his name Thursday night. Dane, awesome stuff. Safe travels. I know this is a crazy week for you. We appreciate you carving out a few minutes for us. A pleasure all year. And just tell the folks all about the beast, where they can find it, and everything else you're doing uh, with the Athletic Football Show podcast and everything else this week in Kansas City. 
No, I appreciate that. It's uh, you know the, the draft guide is I, I think an essential source for you over draft weekend. Does a, you know, if you're a draft fan, I promise you you will not be disappointed. There's almost uh, almost, almost 1,900 players ranked in there with testing data for all 1,900. Uh, over 400 reports, all the background information. There, there's stuff in there that I promise you won't get anywhere else. Um, and all you need is a subscription to The Athletic, and it's included free. So whether you're signed up for a month or a year, uh, you know, you're taken care of. Uh, I promise you won't regret it having that over draft weekend. And then uh, if you want to check out myself, Nate Tice, uh, Robert Mays, we're going to be live on uh, YouTube on The Athletic feed. So follow me on, on DP Brugler and get the information um, off there, the link to follow us. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully people check it out. I think you, uh, you won't be disappointed. Howard is looking at the book in awe right now of all the information. <laughs> Dane, good stuff, my friend. Uh, do, do you want to ask Howard about his son uh, at uh, Notre Dame so you can start writing up your 2024 <laughs> beast or not yet? <laughs> hey, 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 I've got notes. I've got notes for everybody. So, uh, oh, wow. You know. What, 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 what do you know? What do you know, some little Howard? Let's let's hear it. I want, I want so I can beat him down, <laughs> let some air out of his head. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, my brain can only take so much. Uh, you know, like so, I, I haven't done enough work yet. So, uh, but I promise you, uh, he's on the radar for sure. Oh no, Dane, good stuff, my friend. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck. Appreciate All you. Right. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Fantastic job out of him. We love Dane. He's, he's, he's one of my favorites. And Howard, you can take one of these home with you. I have printed out like five of them. So you can <laughs> oh take one home with you so you could, you know, the, get up here. They're going to charge like, you for the paper. That is a lot of names, bro. I know. That's it's incredible. It's great. Like, like, just to give you an idea, and, and this is my free infomercial, because Dane's the best and the book's awesome, so I don't mind doing it. So just Bryce Young, page four of the draft guide. The first prospect listed in here because they do quarterbacks first, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to just read you the first line. This is the in-depth on the background information oh, he gives. No. Bryce Young, an only child, was born in Wynwood, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, at Lankanau Hospital, the same hospital where Kobe Bryant was born. His father, Craig, who was born in Pennsylvania, was raised in Southern California, but his mother, Julie, decided to relocate the family to Pasadena shortly after Bryce was born. Like, this is the type... Like, it's... Full biographical data in here. It's <laughs> the amount of work Dane puts into it is just Wikipedia, like off the charts. The Wikipedia of the draft is what it is. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's tremendous, and he does it like he does it by himself. Like he is an editor that helps him, but yeah. like he writes everything. That's crazy. It's like his. That, that's like his How, job the whole that's, year. That's too much. That, that's awesome. <laughs> that's too much though. No, like like you like you get to day three of the draft, and you know. I I will not have watched everybody on day three. I think when all is said and done, gosh, you know, I should really count. He, I'll, I'll have the he's number. got the small school kids in there too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's got uh, everybody. I'm gonna find here. a good one for you. Good. I'm gonna find a good small school for he, you. It, that, that's why I was like wondering, like, how do you do that? They came. They came and cover that many guys. Like, it's crazy. No, it's nuts. Let me see if I can find, um, let's see. Uh, tight end. I don't think there's any super small guys at tight end, but I'll I'll go through it. Yeah. I'll. And I'll find a good one for you. But That's yes, crazy. he has everybody. Everybody. That's everybody. It's tremendous. All right. 201-939-4513. And don't forget, folks, guys like Dane Brugler, you can find on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Go search for it on your favorite <laughs> podcast platform and 
find it on the Giants app, podcast platforms everywhere. Yep. And we interview different people. Uh, our caller mentioned it previously. We just had Dave Severtson from Our Lads on. We had TJ McGrate, a you know 20-year NFL executive in the personnel department. He was with the Eagles most recently. Great conversation with him. Uh, we have our episode on all O-line prospects with Sean okay. O'Hara and Brandon Thorne coming up later on today. Nice. And then we'll have our final mock draft on Wednesday. So go find the subscribe to the Giants Little Podcast. Same deal for draft season. Draft season is something that we do all year round now. Well, we'll take a couple months in the summer off because there's no college football yeah, going on. Yeah. But we well, we do it pretty much eight months a year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Tony, Pauline, and I, and we'll try to get a third uh, third musketeer in there with us this year uh, for the next draft. We go through the draft. We talk draft. Um, we just had an episode post yesterday of draft season uh, with Tony Pauline kind of doing the same thing we did with Dana. I kind of mm-hmm. posed a bunch of like over-under and factor fiction questions to yeah. try to figure out what's happening in the first round. It's a great episode. Go search for draft season on your favorite podcast platform or on the Giants app or at Giants.com slash podcast. And remember, for all of our podcasts, including this one, Big Blue Kickoff Live or an Apple podcast, please leave that five-star positive review. It really does help us uh, out. C- can I make a formal complaint? What's your formal complaint? I went to the spring game in Notre Dame last week. Oh, how'd that go? It was 40 degrees. So not so springy. It was sleeting for a while. It snowed for a while. Please tell me you're on the sideline. I was sitting right behind Howard to like talk to him, and they took him out at halftime. And I'm like this, because I'm out. I'm like, I'm upstairs. And, and, yeah, he, <laughs> I'm like, gone. Basically, he's like, I'm out. And you're like, yeah, me, me too. too. <laughs> Formal complaint. Like father, like son, Howard Jr. For all you Catholics out there, y'all got to do something about the weather. Baby. That was that was ridiculous. Never seen anything like it. How'd he play? Uh, I thought he played all right. I mean, he only got to play a half. I think he had like two sacks, three or four tackles. Uh, he just, I, I don't know how they're, 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 you know, the offensive lines could be the right offensive line for both sides because – you, you got starting guys on starting defensive guys on both sides. Right. You can't get an offensive lineman for everybody. How did Hartman, the quarterback, look? Looked okay. Um, it looks like they're going to be having a very explosive offense. Really? Yes. We haven't seen an explosive offense at Notre Dame in boy. Uh, all I'm going to say is that the kid look. That kid looks like he should have just gone into the draft. Who Hartman? Yeah, he looks that good. He looks I'll tell good. you, when I was watching the AT Perry tape at uh, Wake Forest, yeah. he kicked. The, He's, he can sling he, it, man. He's spinning the ball like crazy. Absolutely. Just, I'm like, you know, boy, that I'm like, what happened there? What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, let's get to it, folks. We got about 25 minutes here. We are going to take your calls. We're going to rock and roll. 201-939-4513. Len in Columbia, Maryland will lead us off. Hello, Len. Hey, Len. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going Very on? Very good. Hey, we're getting we're getting close, obviously. Huh? Oh man, <laughs> as close uh, yeah. as you get. Here we go. Can't can't wait. It's been a long wait, but here we go. Here we go. Thursday night. 
Um, John, I, was, I, was, I want to start off with Robinson. Sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that uh, signing. Um, I mean, we, we were really weak at that position. I mean, there just wasn't any depth at all. Um, I mean, I couldn't see us going into the season. We were going to have to draft somebody fairly high. Um, so, so Robinson's a good pick, but I was kind of, or, or good signing, I should say. I, I was kind of disappointed to hear you ask, even ask the question about whether or not um, he plays inside and Dexter moves outside. I mean, geez. Um, I mean, Dexter Lawrence, we, and we, we changed positions with him already one time in his career, and it, you know, it was a positive change, obviously. I mean, Robinson's that outside guy. Robinson's uh, not an outside guy, Len. Robin, Robinson is not an outside guy. Robinson well, is well, a well, nose let me, tackle. Let me, all right, all right, let me, yeah, all right. I, I meant outside on the defensive line, opposite Leonard Williams. Hand in the ground, 3-4, defensive end, defensive tackle, whatever you want to, whatever words you want to use, he's part of that front three. Yeah, of hand course. In the ground. No, of course. Yeah, but we, we, but, but we, do, you, do you really see him switching with, with Dexter? I, I, I uh, Ashawn Robinson, I promise you, will get... T- snaps at nose tackle this year yeah. at some point. If they if they had <clears throat> if they were going to choose in in which guy they were going to put, uh, they would move Dex over to give him more freedom. Okay, that that would be that would be my view All of right. it. See, here's the thing, okay. Len. I think okay. both guys' best position might be nose tackle. So mm-hmm. then you have to ask yourself, which guy would you rather play slightly out of position? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm okay. saying. All right. Okay. As always, John. As always, and Howard, mm-hmm. I respect your opinions, but. Listen, Dexter's the nose tackle. Robinson plays outside him with his hands on the ground, and we see a lot of third and sevens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see a lot of third and sevens. Now, Len, so by, I'm, by, I'm by the way, Len. About, I'm excited about that sign. By the way, Len, Len, Len yes. real quick, just, just FYI, and I'm, I'm looking at it here. I don't know why it's not showing up for Dexter Lawrence. Um, I will check to see what his snaps and grades were. In terms yes. of uh, what positions he played last year, it's not popping up on PFF for some reason. But I, I will check that. Let's see if I do that. That's not working either. All right, he's, I will figure it out. What's your next point? Never report to camp. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I want to shift shift to the draft. I'm going to give you some names, and what I want you to tell me not whether the Giants should pick them, whether or not you think they're going to be there. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I like this. This is fun. What do you got? Okay. Uh, how about Mayor? At, at, at you know the tight end from Notre Dame, you there. think he'll be there? I think fifty-fifty. Okay, I think there's a okay. shot, but I, I with how I say probably more likely no than yes, but I think there's a shot. All right, how about Hyatt from Tennessee? Yes, you'll be there. You think he'll be there? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, how about um, I'm going to lean towards Schmitz. I I you know I heard what Dave said about Tipman. A little surprised, but and, I'm going to ask you. And Len, by the way, will, and Len, will, yeah. and Len, by the way, I'm going to give you a little sneak preview of that offensive line huddle with Sean O'Hara. He also has Tipman as his number one center, mm-hmm. and I believe um, Brandon Thorne also had Tipman as his number one center. So wow, just just wait, wow. wait, wait. You know what? Did did Sean? Sean might have had Schmitz actually. I just okay. finished him this morning. Sean might have had Schmitz, but they okay. were close. But 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 Thorne definitely had Tipman. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. All right. So let me move forward. Schmitz. Do you yes. think he'll be there? He will be there. All right. Yep. You think Schmitz will be there? Yes. Do you think Torrance will be there? Probably yes, but not as sure about him as I am Schmitz. Okay. Uh, how about Banks? No. I think 80-20, no. Okay. So of the ones you said yes on, uh, who would you prefer? 
of the ones I said yes on, who would I? Which were Hyatt, I think were Hyatt, Schmitz, maybe those were, uh, maybe those were the only two, huh? I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Hyatt guy. I would lean more okay. towards a, a Quentin Johnston or Jordan okay. Addison than I would a Hyatt myself personally. Okay. And, and by the way, um, out, out of all those players you mentioned, if just in terms of best player, it's Michael Mayer, and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Jeez, I, I, I can't. I, I mean, I can't see his passing on him if he's there. And um, there, there may be a chance, although. I, I keep thinking, you know, <laughs> poor Paulie, who gets, uh, you know, what gets gets, uh, sh- you know, shot down every year. I, I could see Jacksonville at twenty-four picking Mayer, but uh, boy, that was that would that would be a big addition. Well, um, you know, once you get past those top four cornerbacks, um, you know, second or third, second or third round, I'm not forcing anything at corner. Um, and one other rule of thumb, Howard, and I think you will agree with this. I don't care what round it is. I don't care what round it is. Never draft a guy who weighs less than 180 pounds. I mean, that's, uh, that, to that's, me. That's not true. To, well. <laughs> I, that's just not true. Who was the best player you played with, Howard, that was under 180 pounds? So that's Stephen Baker. Okay. <laughs> well, well, uh, I, I was curious. You know, I, I wanted to know the answer. Howard, you, you know, love the guy. Saw him score a lot of big touchdowns in a giant uniform, and I know you did too. Um uh, have you been watching yeah, Devontae but, but, Smith yeah, you, with the you're Eagles? Going back, you're going back 30 years. Devontae Howard, Smith for huh? the Eagles? Well, time will tell. Time <laughs> I, will tell. I think it's telling uh, already. <laughs> a, a guy like Forbes, a, a guy like Forbes, 166, 170, whatever weight you want to put on him, I don't know, combine, uh, pro day weight, it's about 165 to 170. I, I seventeen th- weeks. Seventeen weeks. You want your first round pick to be able to to play right away. Seventeen games, forty five plays a game. I mean, now, Len, I will say this. I will say this. I feel more comfortable taking a lighter wide receiver than I do taking a lighter defensive player because yeah, look, rece- defensive players have to tackle. At, le- at least wide receivers can get the hell out of the way and just go to the okay. ground. Oh. You know when, what I whenever mean? You, yeah. Last 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 point. Yeah. Whenever you get tempted on the less than 180-pound guys, just look around. There are other players there, too. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you, Len. Hey, th- hey, thanks for taking my call. Let's go, Giants. I'm really excited. John, will probably talk on Friday. Are you on on Friday? Um, What's- uh, yes. Uh, we'll- well, not you. Not you. But is the show on? We will have regular shows every day at 1230 this yeah. week, yes. Okay. Great. Yes. Hey, Thank thanks. you, Len. Appreciate thanks the call. Hey, look, I, I, I'll, I'll just put it this way. And this was a Bill Parcells quote. Once you, draft an ex- start, once you decide you're willing to draft exceptions, you'll have a team full of exceptions. That was, a, that was an old Bill Parcells quote. Hey, listen. But I will disagree with that to an extent because I think everybody's different individually. Like, yeah, yeah. I would, like, would I take Devonta Smith on the Giants right now? Hell freaking yeah, I would. He's and, really good. And they would have took him if, yes. if, they, if the trade didn't happen. They Correct. were going to take him. Yes. <laughs> Uh, in, look, I, I understand what he's saying. I, I know that he thinks it's a bigger, stronger, faster league. It's not what you think it is. It, 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 offensively, guys can get around if they're you know get down on the ground when it's time to get hit. They don't get hit. Uh, the, like the old days, catch it. They're going to hit you anyway. If you don't catch it, they can't hit you. So you could play a whole season like that. Defensively, I have questions, and the, and the only reason I have questions is is that if you're a cornerback, is if you can play outside the entire game. If for for whatever reason 
they pull a guard out there and you can't cut him anymore. You're just you're defenseless. And that's the problem that you have. It's the steamroller coming in your direction, yeah, and, and, and what are you he, going to do? And he can't cut you. So, he, so it used to be they would go out there and they would roll at you, and you would just kind of run, jump and fall over them, and everybody's safe, and we'd move on. And for whatever reason, they said, no, we don't like that. because the, Trying to protect the legs of the offensive lineman. Yeah, because the, the DB started to cut the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well, we're going to stop all that. Now we're just going to let them run out there at you. Now you could dodge them. But you pick a side, and the running back goes to the opposite side, and then <laughs> so and then you're out of the play. Yeah, so right. it's just it's just right. a harder play, right? That's why I said I'm more willing to roll the dice in the lighter wide receiver mm-hmm. than I am the lighter cornerback. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. But the B said there was a guy that ran the fastest forty in the combine. DB. Oh, manual. <laughs> well, actually, that was the fastest combine was DJ Turner. He's and oh. he he and he's Emmanuel Forbes is the one that's really light. Uh, he's the one that has on the interceptions. His 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 ball skills are, are tremendous. Yeah. He's a good player, yeah. but again, a hundred and that's why I don't. I mean, look, we got we if, got a guy like that. Flat. If if he had the tape he had and he was a hundred and eighty something pounds, he would be a first round corner yeah, for me. But, but he's but, he's not. But flat is a good corner. We have a good corner now that's flat. He's what 175 pounds, maybe. I don't even. I at the combine he was under 170. I yeah. Think. So and he play. He has great ball skills. He knocks it down, and he even tries to tackle. His only problem is no, he tries that pulling guard situation does not look good to him ever. Yeah. And you know, teams <laughs> and teams sometimes will you know block down with the tight end and pull mm-hmm. the tackle around. Yeah. You know, whatever they end up doing. It's, Whoever's out there that's big, you can hear them coming. It's never good for him. It's not good for him. That's correct. <laughs> All right, two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go back to the phones and go to Joe in Pennsylvania. Joe, what's up? Joe. Oh, what? hi guys. They're uh, getting excited a little bit, like everybody for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You talk about a lightweight guy it came to me. Uh, Phil McConkey, remember him way yeah. back when? Yeah, well, the, the, we, we, I've known play with some light players. I, I think the, the caller was like saying that it was thirty years ago, and he's he's yeah. true. It's, it's been almost thirty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 to me, in the draft, it just looks like these receivers, even the cornerbacks, where we're going to pick. If, if we have a chance to trade back, we could get get our our center in. We can get get a cornerback, and we ha- can get a receiver, and they're all pretty well close together. That's just my opinion. The way everybody's talking. What I want to ask you guys there: who 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 would you think here the Giants should take a flyer on in the late rounds, even if it's from a small division school or something like that, a quarterback or oh or somebody with uh, uh, like a quarterback? Remember that real. Hefty, the lefty we we drafted. Yeah. There, Jared Lorenzen uh, out of Kentucky. He, he actually went to Kentucky. He went to a pretty big school. God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah, yes. he did. But uh, you know what I mean? It was a flyer. Wasn't he a late-round guy? I think he was. All right, this isn't necessarily a late-round guy, Joe, but um, Dwayne McBride went to UAB, and that's a smaller school. He's a running back. Okay. Kind of a between-the-tackles guy. I think he's a day-three pick. I think he's a very good back. He's you know He wanted a smaller guy, Marte Mapu. Who's like a linebacker, pass rushing, safety, kind of mm-hmm. 220 pound hybrid dude at a Sacramento State. Uh, he's going to be a day three pick, and I think he's a guy that I think teams are like, okay, that guy has some skill to him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, going it, to be the kid, the, the kid from the deep, the deep Division two school, the quarterback. It's not going to be the Giants pick, the kid from that. His dad was a champion arm wrestler. Yeah, he's going oh. to be the one someone's going to take a flyer on. Yeah. 
Shepard. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to take a flyer, really, on a quarterback or a running back. But one thing I want us to do, Gad, here, I don't know, like last year, we, we always have trouble with somebody returning punts, our punt returner, you know, to get somebody back there that's that's fast and, and, and he could do that job. Because I don't know who we have in line. That re- one receiver we got from Indianapolis is he, that's fast. Does he run back the punts? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think he ran back a few. I don't think he'd, he'd, he'd run them. Paris Campbell you can use there. Jamison Crowder was a punt returner, too, for a yeah. long time in his career. He's one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, but I, I want somebody him. with uh, – Crowder's all right, but I want somebody with speed. I guess, it, you know, take a flyer if you can get somebody like that. That's what We definitely need a punt returner, a steady one there. I, I, tell, you, I tell you what I think they need more than a punt returner. It's cover guys. I think you need yeah. to fill the team with, with athletic guys that can get down the field. Uh, not just starters on the offense and defense, but some guys that, that can come in and play cover. Because uh, the coverage teams last year were sometimes suspect. And if you can get yeah. guys in cover, it, it, it doesn't matter if you have a great punt returner. If you got guys that can cover, gunners and, and other guys that get down and stop the other team from returning it, you'll always win the field position battle. Yeah. One other thing I want to say, I'm very happy I think Joe Shane made made a a big step forward with the Giants being able to stop the run now. Wouldn't you say that, you know, with the linebacker yep. and the for run sure. four? So now if our defensive ends can get in there after them and, you know, and then the cornerbacks are back there. So who knows? So, uh, hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Right. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it, man. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Uh, folks, the Giants TV app is the Giants official streaming app. Make sure you go download it for free. You get video content and game highlights on demand on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, the Giants mobile app. And don't forget to take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. All right, let's go back to the phones at 201-939-4513 and say what's up to Tom in San Antonio and then Coach Marvin, you're up after Tom. Tom, what's going on? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing? What's up? Very good. Hey, I just had a draft scenario uh, question for you. You don't have to get into too detail. It's just, a you know, what would you personally do? Yeah. Um, say there's a, a, a run in the middle of the first round on, you know, wide receiver, uh, cornerbacks, and defensive linemen, and we're sitting there at 25, and uh, Darnell Wright is the highest person on, on the board, and then maybe the tight end. Would you – take that even though we already have pretty good tackles or would you try and trade down or would you focus more on offense i'm just curious if you know the highest guys on your board were right and tight ends what would your ideal uh uh, decision be there i'd also take a look at the pass rushers i think it's a good pass rushing class um would i would i take michael mayer or dalton kincaid i think they could there's a good chance one of those guys are the best players on the board Waller's over 30. You just drafted Bellinger last year. I'd prefer not to, but I would not argue with the fact that those would probably be the best players. And Donald Wright's interesting. He played right tackle at Tennessee. He has some experience at guard, too. So would you feel comfortable drafting him and putting him at guard? And then maybe eventually he can move out to tackle if you need him to. Um, yeah, I would be open to drafting those players. I, you know, they, they would not be on me. I'm not drafting these guys no matter what type of list. I would draft the guy that could play guard and tackle because he's a utility player. You can put him anywhere. And if you want him to start right off the bat, uh, especially if he can play guard, he'd probably be starting uh, at guard this year. 
So that that's that's what you do first. As far as the tight end goes, if Mayer is there, which is like a very very weird thing, we keep talking about this because I think he's going to go probably to Green Bay or New England before he gets to us. It's, but, it's yeah, very possible. That, those are the two teams I, I got, I'm kind of tagged for. But if he's there with that kind of a talent, you, you can't let him go. You can't let him go by. It's just it, it would really mess up all your other picks, but you can't really go by. Well, and I promise you Dallas would take him if he's there at 26 yeah. and you don't want to, you know, face the next incarnation of Jason Witten for the next 10 years yeah. again? Probably it's not. It's the same thing with the running back. The right. running back out of Texas. If he, right. if he falls that low, what are you going to do? Are you, are you a lot gonna, of Some people I've read like the Alabama running back more than they like Bichon. Well, the reason why they like the Alabama running back because he's a true receiver as well. Yep. Like, he runs and great. Bichon's a damn good route runner, too. But this kid runs great routes, and he catches the ball. And it's, 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 you know, and no, he's, he's I good. think he's probably faster. But Bichon's bigger. Yes, correct. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. All right, the, appreciate the it. Other, the, well, I had one more. Sure. I asked this a couple, I asked this a couple weeks ago. Um, and you don't, like I said, you don't have to go into too much detail, but you personally, if Schmidt and Campbell were both there at 57, even though I don't think that's going to happen, who would, and you got a receiver or someone on offense in the first round, uh, who would you, and those are the two highest guys on your board at 57, who would you take? Campbell, the linebacker out of Iowa? Yes. Or Schmidt, the center? I have Campbell as the higher-graded player on my board. I think Schmitz is a bigger need. How far apart are they on my board? Let me take a look at it real quick. Hold on. They'd be pretty close. They're not far. They're not far at all. Um, let's see. Where do I have these guys? i got to go my first round. I have Campbell as player 41 and Schmitz as player... 44. (laughs) (laughs) So they are right there. Those tags are almost touching. So because of need, I would probably take Schmitz since those tags are so close. How about you, Howard? Who would you take? Thank you. Appreciate the call, Tom. Uh, Oh, I would take Cam. I think I would take Campbell. And I don't know. I'm I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so I kind of am hoping for juice scrubs uh, later in the draft. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Tom. What, what would you do there, Howard? Would you go linebacker, Iowa, or the center out of Minnesota? Hmm. Second round now we're talking about. Oh, second round. Yep. Is a is a linebacker. Pick is, 57. Is he a thumper? No, I don't think. Yeah, he is actually. He's like, yeah, I would pick he's him. actually almost 250. Yeah, I would yeah, pick he's him. He's a bigger dude. Yeah. And yeah. Good and, and, player. Yeah. That, that, see, the, the ideal is I want people that when you he, get through the line. He is like literally the only thumping linebacker yeah, that's, when you that's, come that's through, out When there. you come through the line of scrimmage, I want somebody to hit you. So I, that's what I would pick. I'd pick him. Awesome. 201-939-4513. Coach Marvin's in Delaware. Coach, what's up? How you doing, John? We're great. Doing good. Uh, how you doing, Howard? I'm all right for an old guy. Oh, I just was calling to uh, talk about uh, I got five guys I like in that uh, spot we're at at 25. And one of those five is Emmanuel Forbes. Um, I was just listening about the, them saying not drafting someone of that size. You have to go back and watch Ford's film and watch his ball skills. And he also can play zone. I saw a film on him where he was actually in the zone covering three guys at one time. Yeah, Coach, I, I, honestly, I actually think he's better in zone than he is in man. Because I think, you know, if you try to put him in press man against like an A.J. Brown who literally outweighs him by 60 pounds. A.J. will be looking I agree for with him. that. I think... <laughs> 
I think AJ would like just toss him aside and or like DK, but, you know DK Metcalf. That could be a problem. I like he's so good going after the football coach. I like him in off coverage watching the quarterback so he can use those ball mm-hmm. skills. I, I yes, I can I can agree with him. You matching him up with someone of that size and him trying to press him that'll be difficult. But I, I'm also thinking in a sense that we pay these guys millions of dollars uh, and the franchise is worth billions. I'm sure they got somebody there to help him with his weight and help him put weight on. Did, did, I mean, some guys just don't have the frame for it, did though. You, did you see that fight the other night? The, the, the one on the, the big fight the other night where the one guy asked the other guy because he, he, his normal weight was 150. He cut him down uh-huh. to 135. And he goes, I don't want you to come in over 138 or 140. They both came in at 140. He was dehydrated. He hit him in the stomach twice and knocked him out. So, uh, yeah, so you – yeah, when it's your weight, it's your weight. Right, <laughs> you can't, right, you can't, right. you can get big, but it ain't the big you want. You can get look at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking in the sense that they get him, they they um, you, you get him a little more muscle, and um, you also um, get him somewhere 175. But you also look at Soft Gardner as a slim fit guy too. Who also played well at uh, corner. Yeah, but I and, think he's um, one eighty-five. He's pretty heavy. I'm not sure how much he weighs. I, will look I know that he's up. a slim yeah. built, though. Yeah. Um, but, who else do um, you like, Coach? Forbes, Forbes have shown that he can tackle, and and he's not scared to get up in there. And um, and I see that. I know the concerns, but you know what? We break all these guys down, and we hit all of them with their negativity. You got Young, who's up there playing quarterback. What's what they saying? All his weight, and and some guys, some think they're not fast enough, or you're not strong enough. They break them all down. So everybody have their faults, and 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 I'm like ourselves. Watch the film and see what, and see if he plays. And the guy can play. Okay. He seriously can play. Who else do you like, Coach? Problem with drafting him. All right, guys. No, 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 Coach. No, Coach, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, was, I, I wasn't trying to get uh, rid of you. I, I, you said oh, you okay. had five guys you like there. You have Forbes as one. Give me the other four. Oh, you want to, yeah. you want to hear the others? Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to hear them. No, no, no. Let's have them. Let's have them. Yeah. Show me something. Show well, me something. Uh, the one, uh, Banks, is the one I like. Dante Banks. Mm-hmm. I do like Dante Banks. Yeah, me too. I like, Zay, I like uh, Zay Flowers. Um, I think this is an explosive receiver. Um uh, he just makes things happen. Uh, he high points the ball very well. I've seen some film on him in a game where he high pointed the ball over two defenders. And um, and he's just a, a play waiting to happen. It seems like every time he touched the ball, he has a chance to go all the way. And mm-hmm. that that's a true playmaker to me. Only 5'9", though. Only 5'9". Again, <laughs> I look at the way they play. Sometimes oh, guys you. play bigger than they are. And uh, if you can play bigger than you are, I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. Again, you you got to bring them in. I don't get to see them in person, mm-hmm. so they have to bring them in and and look at them and talk to them and see if they can if he can do those things rather than us guessing. For sure, because I don't know. Absolutely. I'd rather give him a chance on the field and show me he can do it rather than me saying, "Well, you just a slot." No, give him a shot at playing it and see if he just that's what he is. Okay. The uh, um, and you know Emmanuel Forbes is the other. And the other two is either one of those two centers. I'm not really choosy on those two, those two guys, but either one I'll be satisfied with. I mean, any one the Giants pick, I'm going to trust in that office that they're going to pick the right guy. So okay. whoever they pick, I can't change it anyway. So I'm going to have to be happy with it. 
and deal with it, and hopefully they'll perform. But those are the five. Those right. two centers are the last two. Sounds good, Coach. Okay, Appreciate the call, man. All right. Good talking to you, John. You and too. You too, Howard. So now, what, what I liked about Coach Marvin's call, unlike Datino, and I always dom those I get on him about this. <laughs> Datino's like, I would love this guy, this guy, or this guy. But, Paul, they're all going to be in the top 15. But those are the guys that I want. Coach Marvin at least actually named guys that are probably going to be available when the really? Giants pick. I will give him credit. That's he, a good he's job. He's a studier of the game. Yeah. That's why I call himself coach. I like that. I like that. No, I, I believe he was a high school football coach yeah, but, his whole life. Well, that's, yeah. he's, he's watching He's watching, yeah, he watching guys. He he's doing his, a good job. Nah, coach Marvin's the best. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Quincy in Florida, and he will wrap us up today. Ooh, a process we haven't talked about much. Quincy, go ahead. How you doing? Um, how's it going, Howard? How's it going, John? Very good, good. very good. Uh, I just wanted to call. I had a question. I wanted to talk about uh, Tank Dell. Now, I know we have smaller receivers, um, but I was wondering, like, in the first round, we pick up a cornerback, which I would like to do that. Um, and then probably, like, they're talking about Tank Dell around the third round, um, but we have a late second round. So I was thinking a guy like that, he would help out in the punt return. I know he's probably another slot, but I like his get off on the line, and I like how he separates. Um, he could play a little bit of outside as well. What do you guys think about Tank Dell? I think he, I think he kind of fits the mode, like you said. He, he's a, a good returner, uh, which is a big thing, and he'll be a slot guy. And I tell people this when they ask me all the time. They say about all, all these receivers that the Giants have are kind of small. I'm like, yeah, but look who's the coach. He coached Brady with the with the Smurfs. Oh, yeah. yeah, so if you, you if you Yeah, I don't think the Giants will will shy away from drafting a smaller wide receiver as long as he can get open and separate. Yeah, like separation's king. And that's that the kid the kid from uh, BC that he was just talking yeah, about it, like, that that kid, he could he could do a lot. Hey look, it would not shock me if they would be willing to take a guy like Dell. For me, end of the second round's a little rich. Yeah. But look, I mean Tank Dell, I mean his you watch him at the senior bowl. No one could cover him. No, he, he was running away flies. from everybody. And just look at his production in Houston, right? In 2021, 90 for 1329. In 2022, 109 for 1398. Yeah. 20, um, 29 touchdowns over those two years. 29 touchdowns. He's a really good player. Again, we talk about this being only 5'8", only 165 pounds. We talk about this being a draft of exceptions. He's another one. Just, just he's not an exception. Just remember, Steve Smith. Steve Smith wasn't 165 pounds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was he, thick. He was swole. He was, he swole. was thick. Yeah. He was five yeah, eight, yes, only, but he wasn't 165. Yeah. <laughs> only reason why I said late second round because I know our third round. No, you're right. He's probably gonna get there. No, Quincy, so. you're right. If you want him, you probably would have to pick him at the end of the second because yeah. I, you're right. He might not get there to the end of the third. You're 100 percent right about that. But it might be interesting if they picked him, though. Good stuff. Yeah, that, Thank I, you. I would think that would be a real interesting pick. Thank you. Thank you, Quince. I'll throw a couple other second-round wide receivers out there just, 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 just while we're here. All right? And I'm not. Re- I'm just using Dane's list as reference. I'm not mm-hmm. using his gospel here. You want bigger guys? Kind of using his gospel. Second round. You know, Cedric Tillman. I'm not. I'm just, just rem- uh, reminding so ahead, me of names. Cedric Tillman, uh, Jonathan Mingo, um, and... A.T. Perry are second-round guys for me. A lot of people have them in the third. I like them in the second. Um, if you want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, How tall are they? They're all 6'2 or 6'3. Okay. All right, there you go. All right. okay. They aren't like 6'4, 6'5 monsters. And, no, no. and, and they're How actually fa- fast, fa- and they separate. Okay. That's like, a, for example, that's I, um, I got the numbers here. Um, Tillman, well, he's, a, he's a little bit of a slower guy. He's only a 4'5 guy. He's not a 4'4 guy. 
But um, A.T. Perry ran a 4.47, okay. which is more than fast enough. And Jonathan Mingo ran a 4.46, which is okay. more than fast enough. Right. So They're those, basically the same guy. Yeah. And if you're talking about you know the smaller group, uh, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma is a guy that he didn't run the full route tree there, but he is explosive as all heck, and he can get over the top. He's mm-hmm. fast. He's a big play guy. And I think Jaden Reed out of Carl Banks is alma mater, Michigan, uh, Michigan State. State. I think okay. he's a pretty darn good, solid player that I think does have some inside-outside flexibility. He only ran uh, – what did he run? Okay, that was Rice that ran the 4 He ran a four four five. So, look, I think if you don't get the wide receiver in the first round, I think you do have a lot of options on, on day two where you can find a guy. But if the Giants can, you know – Pick a guy out of this group in round one that they think they can help him. Whether, again, to your point, it's a smaller guy like Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, or it's a bigger guy like Quentin Johnston, a mm-hmm. uh, fast guy like Jalen Hyatt, you know, maybe they, Smith and Jigba gets there, whatever. They want a guy that's going to separate and be open to when the quarterback's dropping back and there's no confusion of where he's throwing the ball. They want Daniel Jones to have a go to guy. Yeah. They're looking for a go to guy. Yeah. And Darren yeah. Waller, if he, he's healthy, can be a go to guy, but he can what be, if he's not? He, he can be one of the go to guys. Correct. Yes. And I think they would love to do that. Howard, we'll talk to you next week after the draft, brother. Next week after the draft. Looking for some excitement. He's Howard Cross. I am John Strong. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. We will see you next time, everybody. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.